And now, your prayer intentions with author Peter and Jimmy. Hello and welcome to another edition of Your Prayer Intentions. It's another great day to pray together, to listen to an interview together, as we pray for your prayer intentions on what is Holy Saturday, the Holy Saturday edition of Your Prayer Intentions. And Holy Saturday, of course, is the night of the longest Mass of the year, the Easter Vigil, which, depending on where you go to Mass, can have as many as nine readings. It's where people are uh, entered into the church. A lot of things happen at the Easter Vigil Mass. Now, I will bring this up. And, and of course, the Easter Vigil Mass, as we said, is where people are admitted into the church. You are people who have converted. They go through the various scruples over the weeks before, and some of the readings are changing. For example, I mentioned that this year was the year of the long readings. Uh, those are the readings that are used in other years as well if there are people coming into the church. And they're important enough that even if we're in an alternate year, that those readings become optional readings during the week because they're important enough readings, the Gospels, that is. What's interesting about it is this. And we've mentioned this before on the show, but given that it's Holy Week, just before the Easter Vigil, it's worth mentioning again. The entrance of the catechisms, the catechists, is a big deal. It's a big deal because it announces a change. It announces a departure. It announces the end of what was and the start of what is. What was was a life outside the church. Now, maybe the person was in a different Christian denomination. Maybe the person was of Jewish persuasion. Maybe the person was an atheist. Maybe the person was a fallen-away Catholic. Well, probably not a following Catholic. They might be confirmed on this night, but it'd be a little bit different. But the point is that people become a new creation. Of course, a person who had no religion becomes a new creation of Christ. A person who is a Jew, who converts, gets their Messiah that had been promised them for many years. A person who is a Protestant who is converted gets the Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. They become complete and reunited with the faith that Jesus gave them. And all of those things are reasons to celebrate. But it's a reminder that sins are washed away. And what a more appropriate time than the Easter Vigil because it's on Good Friday. We celebrate, or maybe celebrate's the wrong word, although it is a cause for celebration, the crucifixion of Christ. And of course, it's a cause for celebration not because of the pains of Christ, not because of the cruelties of Christ, not because of the injustices to Christ, but because he willingly endured them to save us from our sins. And all those people who take that moment, who go through the various rigors of conversion, fully embrace the sacrifice of Christ. Last week I mentioned this uh, specifically while we were at the Catholic Men's Conference, that the greatest agony of Christ has to be the number of people for whom the sin is paid for, that do not accept the sacrifice. 
that do not accept the payment. And as we said before, if it was a mortgage payment or someone was offering to pay off a mortgage or a credit card, they'd jump at the chance. But their sins? No. And sometimes it's because they like their sins too much. Sometimes it's because they don't believe their sins are sins. Sometimes because it's too hot to face. But for whatever reason, most people just do not take the gift of Christ. Do not accept the sacrifice. And an incredible sacrifice it was. And if you don't get the idea of how big of a sacrifice, how much the pain was, go and watch The Passion of the Christ. Uh, Roger Ebert, in the years before he died, he listed The Passion of the Christ as one of the great movies. And although he was not as Catholic as he once was, he had been an altar boy in his youth, he said that if you wanted to get it, that Mel Gibson had created basically a visual representation of what Christ had gone through to save us from our sins. And it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to deal with the idea that Christ had to go through all of that for us. But it's also a reminder that once Christ has paid for those sins, and once the person has decided, has been absolved, it's like confession. Once you are absolved in confession, those sins are gone. God doesn't remember those sins. Now, you make a person may commit sins afterwards and may need to confess those. But those old sins, that old self is gone. A person becomes a new creation in Christ. And because they're a new creation in Christ, they're going to behave differently. It's going to change them. As uh, was said by the uh, deacon we had, whose speech we had, a, had on a few weeks ago, Christ changes. Christ, you know, dined with sinners, dined with prostitutes, dined with all types. But they came away changed. And Christ didn't change. They came away changed, which is the whole idea. The whole idea of sinners welcoming Christ is to ch- for them to change, to become what they should be. And it's our duty to welcome such people. It's our duty that if Christ has forgotten people's sins, if Christ has forgiven sins, who are we to act otherwise? And this is why the admonition to love your enemies is so important. Or one of the reasons why. First one, of course, Christ told us why. If you only love those who love you, well, you know what, what's the point? Even sinners do it. Even evil people do it. Even tax collectors do it. But when you love your enemies, you are imitating God. And the day may come that they will accept God. And they will no longer be enemies. And perhaps it will be your love that helps bring them over the finish line. So this is a very, very important thing, and you should consider it. And on that note, we're going to have our interview from the Catholic Men's Conference of Jeff Jokin. And Jeff, if you heard his speech at the Catholic Men's Conference, you talk about loving people while they're still sinners. That's how God has treated him. So without further ado, here's our interview. Okay, I'm here with Jeff Joquin, who gave one of the most stirring speeches that you will see at Catholic Men's Conference. I was watching the crowd, and and from the vendors area, you get a good view of the crowd, and the crowd was riveted by your witness and what you had to say. 
and it was all about redemption. Sure is. And how is it that, and this is something, especially with Catholics, how is it that, you know, we have this the gift of faith, we have the gift of the sacrament, the great gift of the sacrament of confession, mm. and even the gift of the Eucharist, which erases venial sin. Sure. Yet, so many Catholics don't recognize that gift to take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. It, um, Peter, thank you for the opportunity. Um, my story is the story of drugs. It's the story of alcohol. It's the story of abortion. It's the story of pornography. It's the story of many things. But more than anything, Peter, it's a story of God's mercy. And I never realized until I got into my late 30s the unlimited nature of his mercy. See, the norms of his justice are far exceeded by the limits of his mercy, okay? And why do Catholic Christian men and women not partake of that great infinite mercy? Peter, it's beyond me. But I say that tongue-in-cheek because until I got into my early 40s, confession was something that I did once every two or three months. Now, in my 50s, I go to confession on a weekly basis. Not because I know I'm a good man, but because I know I'm a bad one. And so, and the part about the, the dichotomy of the spiritual life is that that mercy is free. He's already paid the price for that mercy, Peter. You know, it's the cross. Yet we, yet we put limitations on what we think his ability is to forgive us. I mean, I, Peter, by the age of 17, I had broken all 10 commandments. That is not something that I'm happy about. It's not something that I'm proud about. But one thing I know with absolute, with absolute certainty is his mercy far exceeds my sin. Now, in my mind, and I've been talking to people about this both on my radio show and in person here, the real suffering of Christ that he had on the cross and in, the, in his passion is not as much the physical suffering, which were horrible and horrible and torturous, but the knowledge that despite the fact that he's paid for everyone's sins, from mine to yours, to Joseph Mengele's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. so many people the majority of people do not take advantage of that payment. And if it was a car payment that people were taking, they'd run to take that payment. Sure, sure, sure. You know, it, um, people would rather walk around with an invisible crown of thorns than to approach he who bore the crown of thorns for their sins. As amazing as that sounds, Peter, you know. And, and so the, there's the walking wounded. You, you talk, when I give a talk like this, I'm very careful to ask the Lord. I'm a broken pencil and he's writing the love story. And I'm very careful to ask him, Peter, let me get out of the way and let me let you speak to your children. And when you look at the faces in the audience, they're completely stupefied, not because some 53-year-old man is up there talking to them about his sinful nature. But what, I've, what I am humbled to be able to do is get out of the way enough so that they can see the cross that's behind me. And they can see how much Jesus paid for their sin. And it can be a permission slip, dare I say, Peter, a permission slip to them to come out of the darkness and come into the light to come out of the shackles and the imprisonment of their sin 
and come into freedom with Christ. It's free, Peter, right? It's free. His mercy is free. When he set me free in my early 40s from a lifetime of sin, he did it in an instant and he forgot about all of it immediately. I mean, that took me 42 years to come to that realization, Peter. So the real grace and the blessing is these type of events give me the opportunity to speak to that mercy and the limitless nature of his mercy. How much do you think the reluctance comes from people unwilling to, as my pastor would say, see themselves in the light of truth? Sure, I hope no. It, that it's more comfortable to live, to lie to yourself rather than to see the truth and have it done. What happens, Peter, is with these type of events, men's conferences or retreats, men and women get the opportunity of seeing themselves for who they are, how God sees them. And when they look in that mirror, okay, they have two options. They can either like what they see and continue to live that sinful life or, or dislike what they see and need a savior and need somebody, need a vehicle by which to set themselves free. So these types of opportunities are bonfire experiences, Peter. It's a big fire, okay? It gives them the opportunity to put their, their sins, their marshmallows on their stick and toast them in the burning fire of Jesus' love and mercy. It's a bonfire effect. And we have our entire lives, that's as it's been said to me, you would not have liked Matthew the day before Christ called him. You, have, you just have to be willing to make the step. Well, he's going to, he will continue to peel the onion, Peter, back as long as you're open to him peeling the onion of your sinful nature. He will continue to peel back layer after layer after layer as long as you let him. And, and he will never stop until he gets to that image of the person that he created you, Peter, and he created me to be. And of course, none of it means that we're going to stop sinning or not fall. It's a question of getting back up. Some, you have someone there who's ready to help pick you up. Oh, you remember the image of the prodigal son, Rembrandt's image of the prodigal son, Peter, is the father with his hands over the top of his mm -hmm. son, his prodigal son, right? And we all know the story, so I won't delve into it, and I'm not a theologian, and I can't anyways. But it, this, the scriptures are silent to what did that younger son do when he got up after the father gave him the blessing and put the robe on and give him a, a ring on his finger and sandals. That son worked, I'm sure, incredibly for the father. He worked in the service of the Lord because of his love and appreciation for that forgiveness. See, men like me, Peter, you have to remember, six of my friends and relatives that lived the lifestyle that I lived are no longer here to talk about it. They're dead. So that forgiveness that the Lord showed me, I will be incredibly thankful to him forever for that. And, and it's that turning back to Christ that constant, I'm going to continue to fall, just like the prodigal son continued to fall. But it's the love of Christ that keeps us. It's that gravitational pull 
that continues to pull us towards Christ and pull us towards His mercy and pull us towards His love. That's what keeps me going. That's, I have gotten asked, Peter, now, it's been an hour and a half since my talk. I have been asked probably a hundred times, how is it that I'm able to get up there and speak in the way that, that God blessed me to speak today? And what they don't understand is it's love of Christ and it's appreciation for my Savior and what He did for me that continues to drive me to be able to do that. Because the real world looks at that and they said, that's, that's foolish, right? Just like mm -hmm. the cross. The right. Jews and the Gentiles look at the cross and they say that's nothing but foolishness. When I share my woundedness with other men and women, many people in the public sphere, pagans, would say that's a useless venture. But God would say, thank you for being there with the key at the door, opening up the gate so my captives can be set free. And if people want to find out more yeah. about yourself, the things you do and so forth, where can they go online for more information? Yeah, yeah, great question, Peter. About three months ago, the spiritual directors that I'm, I'm working with and family and friends and ministry people around me, you know, I've, I've built up probably 25 or 30 different talks over the last two years on a range of topics, you know, alcohol, drugs, pornography, abortion, mm -hmm. workaholism, success. And what they suggested to me is, hey, listen, you go to these men's conferences, you do these retreats, you do all this stuff, but why don't you have one place where people can find them? And so, by God's grace, is my daughter being a 20-year-old kid, she knows about setting up YouTube channels. So she set up a YouTube channel about, um, I think 90 days ago, and we have um, 25 of the talks there, and it's got hundreds of thousands of views and all kinds of subscribers. So if they want to go there, Jeff Joquin, Joquin spelled J-O-A-Q-U-I-N, YouTube channel, and it'll come right up to the top of the search engine optimization. All right, well, Jeff Joquin, thank you so much for your time, and God bless you and the work that you do. Thank you for the opportunity, Peter. God bless you. And that was our interview with Jeff Jokum. And now we don't have a whole lot of time because that interview ran a bit long and it's not really long enough to do in two parts. So let's get very quickly to our prayer intentions. So our prayer intentions include our standard prayer requests for Nancy, for Mary Lots, for the local parishes, for the local priests in the local parishes, for Keith, for the uh, intentions of the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia like to include some intentions for a couple of people who had operations coming up and some prayer requests that we could not get into last week's show because they were given after the show was recorded. We have a prayer request for Paul's sister Marcelina. We have a prayer request for someone's son Peter to stay at a local college and be restored to the faith. We have a prayer request for the Knights of St. John Paul II who we interviewed last week. We have a prayer request for Stephen's family for a wife who is pregnant. We have a prayer request for a family conversion and for a private intention that we're not going to go into because that's what the nature of a private intention. And a reminder, if you have a prayer request that you don't want to give us the details, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. And finally, for some recoveries from various medical procedures that people have gone through. We've had a couple of people with medical procedures and we'd like them to recover. So since this is... Holy Week, 
and Holy Saturday, let us pray the resurrection. And let us begin our prayers. We begin all of our prayers in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first glorious mystery is the resurrection. We offer thee, O Lord Jesus, the 16th decade on the glorious resurrection of the dead. We ask of thee through this mystery and through the intercession, love of God and fervor in his service. Our Father, what in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now with the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now with the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now with the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now with the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now with the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now with the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now with the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now with the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now with the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and to the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in beating, and is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls into heaven, especially those who are most need of thy mercy. May the grace and mystery of the resurrection come down to our souls. Amen. Now for those doing the indulgence calendar, downloadable at the WQPH website, wqphradio.org, here are prayers for the intentions of the Holy Father. Glory be to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now with the hour of death. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the day of battle. We are defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, o Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. And we pray this as we pray everything. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I only have a brief moment, so let's get to our closing prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God of mercy, as we reach out to those seeking you, Send forth your Holy Spirit upon this show, this station, all the stations that carry us, and all those who listen, to renew us in faith. Enable us to share the good news of the gospel with loving words and caring deeds, so that those who have drifted away may be drawn to your church and follow the way of your Son, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the light. We make our prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord, and we pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, that's all the time we have. So may you all have a happy and blessed Easter. And we'll see you next week 
on your prayer intentions. God bless you all. On the WQPH community calendar. If you get a chance, swing down to St. Bernard's Parish at St. Camilla's Church on Mechanic Street in Fitchburg. And at the entrance, there are envelopes with the names of bishops. And we, we talked about adopt a bishop. There are prayer cards and stuff that you can grab so that you can adopt a bishop to pray for. They're sitting there right at the entrance of the church. If you walk in, you look to the right just before the confessional. They're on a little table. So if you want to do the adopt a bishop, go down to the church there, get an envelope, get the prayer cards, and adopt the bishop to pray for country needs your prayers and the bishops who are going to shepherd us through this time no matter how this time ends are going to need it more because they're going to be the ones who will help us to get to where we need to go as the princes of christ so go down there and get and grab one and adopt a bishop or just pray for a bishop on your own on the wqph 89.3 fm community calendar saint bernard's parish at saint camillus church in mechanic street in fitchburg is looking for doors for their days of adoration adoration is currently monday after the 8 30 a.m daily mass till 7 p.m and tuesdays after the 8 30 mass till 4 p.m they're also looking for adorers on sundays that'll be running from after the 8 a.m mass till after the 6 p.m mass on sundays if you have an interest in doing adoration on either of those days or in the Sunday adorations, email us at wqph893 at comcast.net. That's wqph893 at comcast.net. Subject line, adoration. This has been the WQPH 89.3 FM Community Calendar. This is Peter and Jemmy, host of Your Prayer Intentions, every Saturday here on 89.3 WQPH Shirley Fitchburg. Do you have a prayer request that you'd like me to pray for, or perhaps the whole community? Well, include that prayer request in an email. Specify if you want it on air or off, and email that prayer request to WQPH893 at Comcast.net. Let me repeat that. It's WQPH893 at Comcast.net, and we will pray for you. If you have an urgent request that you're looking for immediate prayer, Tweet me directly at the Tech Guy blog on Twitter or the Tech Guy blog on Gab. God bless you.